to go down Everybody in the place hit the fucking deck But stay on your motherfucking toes We running this, let's go I'm on a boat, I'm on a boat Everybody look at me cause I'm sailing on a boat I'm on a boat, I'm on a boat Take a good hard look at the motherfucking boat I'm on a boat, motherfucker, take a look at me Straight floating on a boat on the deep blue sea Busting five knives, wind whipping out my coat You can't stop me, motherfucker, cause I'm on a boat Picture trick, I'm on a boat, bitch We drinking Santana champ, cause it's so crisp I got my swim trucks and my flippin' floppies I'm flippin' burgers, you at Kinko, straight flippin' cabbage I'm riding on a dolphin, doing flips and shit The dolphin splashing, getting everybody all wet But this ain't SeaWorld this is real as it gets I'm on a boat, motherfucker Don't you ever forget I'm on a boat, and What is going on, Hoboken and beyond? I am Thomas DeFazio And I am talking to my co-host from afar Listen, listen D.D. Fizzle is in the house And J.G. is here Back for pod number 15 And unfortunately, I'm not looking over the uh, the majestic, uh, garbage, rotting city of New York at the moment, but <laughs> am am in pod house number two of uh, our our secret base. Thomas, we've been away for a bit, haven't we? We have. Uh, I guess this. I guess you. Uh, all the loyal fans that I know have been flooding our email and uh, where are you? Hit, hitting Where'd in you the go? inboxes. Um, you, should we tell them where we were? Yeah, we 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 should. Um, so it's complicated, but we're it we're on a safari, and uh, it got a little it got a little tricky. It started with it started it started with me wanting to like search for Nessie, actually, right. and right. Um, right. and we it's, just yeah. It ended. It started. We 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 looked for Nessie. We found clues that Nessie was not in Scotland, but actually. In sub-Saharan Africa, on the top of the Congo, and it, <laughs> we, we, we traveled. You know, we. I got malaria. My God. <laughs> oh my God. My God. I didn't know you that. Remember, you remember? <laughs> That's why I was sweating so much. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought yeah, you were just was, being nervous. Around I just me. well, yeah. I mean, there were very, there were many pretty ladies, and we. Thomas, remember the, the bar fight we got into in Timbuktu? Yeah, I got I got in a big fight with this guy. One arm, and he had tattoos all over his body. He was a and dick. He had a huge arm, like a, a huge arm, like the biggest. He he had no choice. That was the only arm he had left. Right, absolutely. <laughs> so, but we were determined, loyal listeners. We were determined, crew, to get back to Hoboken and America, despite us not being in the World Cup. We we had to get back for you it was so important it, it it'd be like coming to someone's hometown and not calling them you know it oh, would be oh. it would be yeah yeah it'd be like that the <laughs> this is what we will now affectionately dub as our best se- season one of the pod is over Boom, baby. it's over that's um it got done that is our our season of learning and oh, yeah. uh, of uh, podcasting, and now we're full, we're fully fle- full fledged seasoned pros, experts even in our field. We have uh, scheduled tour dates around the country, and scheduled. Se- season two of the pod is going to be the best season ever. 
Coming to an auditorium near you. Okay? When we say auditorium, we mean garbage alley in like We need a garbage alley. Okay, pal? Alright? And, uh, listen. You know why we haven't updated our books? Haven't been reading books. Okay? It's summertime. Yeah. Not reading books. I also don't know how to read. Well, I, I, I go to the Derek Zoolander school uh, school for kids that can't read good and want to do other things also good. So that's me. Yeah. That so, a, uh, yeah. It's a good school, man. That's a great reference. Oh, my God. Look at you. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, you know, I, it's, I do it for the team. I do it for my squad. You I got do it, it for my homies. Yeah. But, but, so, Jay, here we are. And now, I mean, God, I don't even know how. All right, so. I want to give what? you. Uh, I want. I want you to tell me in one-word descriptions. Uh, sounds like school. What the past two months have been like for you? To, to, sounds to like bring, school. To bring the listeners into, or you can give me phrases too. Phrases to Are describe the past now? two months. It can be. Okay. Okay. I like dictionary better, but we'll go with it. We'll go with it. This, this is uh, good because we are an uh, on an audio form. This is this is good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, listen, we both Ooh. have faces for radio, so it's good. It's amazing. It's true. You ever hear that phrase? I love that phrase. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, best best uh, backhanded compliment I'll probably ever get. Absolutely. So, listeners, I have done the impossible, and I moved away from uh, the tri-state area and. Bopping around the city of Providence doing a new thing. Going home to Little Roadie. And it's been good. I live with my parents. I'm mom and dad. And, um, you know, the secret base is definitely not my parents' house. You know, for sure. Uh, Podhouse 2 base. Uh, mm. I'll tell you what, though. Thomas can tell you, since him and Melissa came to Narragansett, well. you know... He'll tell you that it's beautiful here in the summer. I would have shown them all the great things in or and around Narragansett. <laughs> Narragansett is is great. Um, is it, Thomas? It's, tell me. It's great. Tell me more. You know what? I love I loved getting a Narragansett beer on draft in Narragansett. That's what I really. I, I would I wouldn't say that was a main objective of the trip, but it was the main objective of the trip. It's delightful when you go to a bar around in Rhode Island and Narragansett is two dollars and a draft. It's amazing. Oh, it's, it was ridiculous, and it tasted awesome. Yeah, it's um, good stuff, man. It, I'm a big, big fan. Uh, Providence is a cool city. You ever been to Providence? Never been to Providence. I'll give it. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a two thumbs up. I'm a big fan. Wow. Except, except, wow, Owen Wilson. Except. Uh, my car got broken into and my laptop got stolen. Ooh. Yeah. But that could that also happened to me when we were in Timbuktu outside yeah. that bar. That happened during the out. safari. Yeah, yeah. It was it was nuts. I mean, I don't wanna I don't wanna spoil this for you loyal listeners, but Nessie is real. And she's beautiful and majestic. That she is. Yeah. So that was about it, man. I'm like tan. I'm tan right now, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I should work out though, because I feel we we've, we've talked about this. Like uh, you go in spurts, right? Yeah. The yeah. It you know it's I was saying it's so you know we all work our asses off so we can get our beach bod, and then once vacation once vacation rolls, you got you have to fully embrace vacation. And absolutely, 
And I, I, br I broke the rule. I brought a pair of shoes uh, when I went to Ocean City, Maryland for July 4th. I did, oh. a, I, I did a run, like 45 minutes, and I thought I wanted to die. And I was like, what the fuck? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this on vacation? I should be drinking beer. And, and by the way, Ocean so I didn't City, run again. As, as you know, is like party central. Yeah, o Ocean City is freaking insane. The the plate the the bars and restaurants there are all designed for max crowds, um, obscene amounts of drinking, and a, a complete disrespect for your environment. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Oh, it's absolutely. They were selling these sixty four ounce crush buckets, oh. and th thirty five bucks you get a bucket full of vodka and a mixed drink you can either get the normal version or the skinny version which means oh. they take out the sprite and they put in seltzer instead it's oh, that's uh nice. it's a uh, it's a uh, geez you can yeah. you can drink yourself into uh you'll drink like a fish there yeah for sure it's uh it's my buddy was a lifeguard down there and he said that he had the most fun he ever had in the summer which is amazing and I believe him. I believe him. Haven't been down there yet, though. Want to go. Yeah. Well, that's a good. Uh, on my 4th of July, I decided to enhance my family home. We live on an island. And we, I decided that, you know what? My dock needs uh, an inflatable unicorn, an inflatable T-Rex, and an inflatable cool seagull with sunglasses. Oh. And we floated on them. It was great. Hell yeah. 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 The name was Jasmine George... And, uh, and, and Brian. Yeah, That's, respectively. Wait, 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 the unicorn was Jasmine, or? Jasmine the unicorn, Jasmine the unicorn. Oh. Right? And then we got, then we got Brian the T-Rex, right? Yeah. And then we had George the Cool Seagull. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, I've, I've always thought of George's unicorn name, to be honest, but it's fine. You think fine. so? Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. I don't care. You, listen, I'm sure there are many masculine george georges that are unicorns yeah. however this unicorn is, is definitely a female uh is oh. a majestic majestic steed and her name is jasmine so there, i want to be clear there you go jasmine yeah. the unicorn yeah i love america man i do i love her it's uh it was a hard-fought thing to get this uh this country uh and so many beautiful men and women uh have fought and died and really uh, have set their intentions in life to make our country better. And it doesn't seem like the president gives a damn about that uh, <laughs> at all at the moment. And uh, I think we could say, or I could say, that he's definitely the most consequential president of my life. And I remember George Bush, okay? It was not long enough, long ago. It's kind of a, we're in a very shaky place, T.D. Fizzle. The... I mean, it would be very hard to condense the two months' worth of events that have been occurring. Uh, Yikes. But the, uh, one, one of the most topical things now is, um, not to get into immigration, because immigration should be a whole different kind of topic in a, in a different podcast, so I don't want to minimize that by trying to squeeze it in here. Um, but we have the, to condense, man. We have to respect the listeners time right yeah and yeah the so the thing that's been on the top of the mind lately along among with other things that have been in the political news feed is uh the supreme court 
and oh, yeah. the fellow appointment. Oh, Mr. Kavanaugh got the nod a couple nights ago. Mm. And I'll tell you, as a as a former reality TV star, that guy, our president, does know how to draw the attention of everybody. Who's he going to pick? Who's he going to pick? Just find out at 9 p.m. Oh, it, yeah. It, he interrupted the Bachelorette. I cannot believe you guys watched that. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you guys? I, I actually, I actually believe it or not, I know you don't, but I haven't been watching it. The, oh yeah, yeah. Boop, 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 boop. I had to yeah, flick. I had to flick it. I had to flick it on because supposedly this was the episode where a professional football player confessed that he was a virgin. So how how could you not watch that? And I I I could find a, a few reasons to be clear. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I to each their own. It's 2018, baby. The, you can do what you want to do. Yeah. Well, the, the, well, they interrupted the Bachelorette anyway, so the point is moot. Um, yeah. And then, you know, he had a big grandiose uh, presentation of it. Announcement, so, so whatever. So it happened. We'll see if it yeah. actually gets confirmed. We don't know. No, dude, there's a 100% chance it's going to get confirmed. The, All right. I, I saw a headline that mentioned the Democrats found a good thing to use against reasons for uh, confirming him, and it was basically that Kavanaugh was one of those judges that argued that presidents should not be tried for civil suits and other criminal uh, cases while in office. So it seems pretty convenient to be appointing a Supreme Court justice that would um, go with this thought when, you know, you're also, you know, got Robert Mueller nipping at your heels. Well, here's the thing. So I read that I read an article about that too, right? And it seems that he wrote the opinion stating what you said, right? So a president should not be indicted or should not be held at criminal investigation, like or whatever, um, you know, in, in for court while in, while being the president. However, he also allegedly, according to this article I read, said that and Congress should legislate a law to do so to stop that from happening. So if interesting, he, right? So if you're if he's explicitly saying that, then that means a president can be brought into court. Absolutely, right? totally. So if if this guy's a freaking genius, he kind of just spelled out that the president can, you know, have the the to be in court. You know, like have them have the charges against him. But also, didn't Bill Clinton go to court? Right. Um. Yeah. Um. T- I believe I'll so. Tell you. I'm not actually 100 percent sure. I think so. Um, I don't know. The um, so you know I got I got a rant now that so so Jay we're we're thinking we we got this it's unrelated to this but um the so I was listening to a new podcast the other day and I discovered I really don't like it at all. It's it's called the Joe Rogan Experience. He's okay. He's okay. he's done twelve. He's done almost twelve hundred episodes, and it was actually recommended to me um, by um, one of Melissa's cousins. And uh, the and actually, I'm not gonna say I don't like it yet because I actually haven't listened to enough of it to um, mm-hmm. to say to to fairly say I hate it because um, mm-hmm. I don't hate it yet. But I I, I was telling I was telling 
um, the same thing that I still feel. How can a podcast episode be four hours long? And I started listening to this one podcast, and the uh, and uh, I believe the guy's name was Ethan Rowe was the guest, okay. and he was a comedian, and they yeah. literally just shot the shit for four hours. Okay. Is there value in that? I don't know. I mean, maybe. Four hours. I mean, I know it's it, to- it's a totally subjective question. And granted, tell me why, people tell could... Me, tell me why not. Tell me why not first, right? Like, uh, tell me why there... Or tell me why there isn't value in that. The, for, for I can't because I didn't listen all four hours. The, no, 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 no. Well, that's true. But tell me, like, it has sparked in you an outrage of some kind. And I understand... And I actually... I actually empathize and almost agree with your position, but tell me why it pisses you off so much. But because I, I just feel like it's a lazy way to make a podcast. The yep. I feel like, so people argue that the unfiltered, raw, uncut is a great, genuine way to make a podcast, and to an extent I do agree. You want to minimize your editing as much as possible. Sure. But, but you know, I could sit around and record us for four fucking hours drinking beers, and I, I and would... Maybe maybe you're not. Maybe the listener isn't compensated for their time, and maybe not everything you consume needs to be of value and and to like materially advance your understanding. And they talk about interesting stuff to an extent, but it just seems uh, intellectually lazy. Like and and in a product standpoint, it just doesn't seem thoughtful. Well, the reason I think they put it out on a podcast, right, is because it's more of a show, right? So they. They record every day uh, for like four, like you said, four hours a day, right? And a lot of XM, like serious satellite shows, right? They have three hour, many of them have three hour time frame, time frames for these things. But I don't, I agree with you. I don't think that a over three to four hour podcast of a talk radio show being recorded is what I would consider a podcast. I would consider it a radio show that is being formatted as a podcast, right? Um, Maybe you that's and I, kind of true, yeah. You, no, it's okay. You and I put a podcast out, and we have our time set, and we try to work around our, our concepts, but we also keep it keep it flowing because that's that's what is works for us. Um, in, in regards to a four-hour podcast, the podcast I like that is four hours is called Hardcore Pop, Hardcore, Hardcore History. Dan Carlin is the man. Dan Carlin is the man. Like that, that kind of stuff, you know, where it's four hours, uh, four, three to four hours of uh, of engaging storytelling, and that's cool to me. That's the shit that guy does is crazy, dude. How does he do it? It is crazy how well and how well thought out his shit is. You can tell he's researching Dude, hours research within days. Hours within days. How do you think he does it? Do you think he just writes everything down and then uses notes and kind of frames out how he wants to tell the story? Oh, 100%. But I mean, I, I am sure his. It's either he reads the stories and the book so well now that he's able to just weave it all together, which is certainly possible, I'm sure, if you've been reading this shit your entire life. But it's just... I, I, can't, I can't imagine the amount of preparation that goes into a show like that. 
It is just, it is on a whole nother level of quality. It's incredible. It's honestly better quality, or yeah, it's higher quality learning than many of the other ways I've been taught to learn history. Listening to it, it is engaging. It reminds you that they're human. It's, you know, I, I, I went to school for history, right? History and political science, and I love history. But some of the books were so freaking boring. And I learned so much more from Dan Carlin. It's a different, obviously it's orange and apples, but he's a man. Yeah. Yeah. Or did you, have you listened to History on Fire? I have not. That's a good one too. Uh, It's this guy, I forget his name, but he's, he's Spanish. So he's got this super thick Spanish accent and he starts off with them being like, uh, it's like this cowboy theme coming in and he'd be like, you, you want a man of honor and this is. Uh, history on fire and i guess he started listening to dan carlin and decided that he wanted to do that and he reached out to dan carlin and carlin taught him how to do stuff on for the podcast and he started doing them and once you get past like you know how uh, our your uh your cousin sean is uh has a really heavy scottish accent yeah and then once you forget about it you're like oh yeah it's normal oh yeah that's the thing yeah 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 so that's it, and it's awesome. It's a good podcast. Ah, interesting. I'll have to check it out. Look. So you've never really listened to, uh, you never listened to uh, Joe Rogan a lot. Do you remember him on Fear Factor? No, I, I was actually reading about him because I had no idea who he was, what his deal was. All I knew was that I look, I always saw he's he's got a shit ton of five stars. He is like average rating is a five star, perfect. And yeah, I mean, so he clearly has a great show and is doing something right. I think I need to listen to more than just one show because I've only listened to one and it was about an hour and a half of it. And it might have just been the conversation and the guest. I just wasn't into it because he's done over, he's done eleven hundred of the things. The, so what you should do is look up the best of of uh, Joe Rogan on YouTube and yeah. watch him because I I you know Joe Rogan has been in my life on the periphery for a long time like he was the host of fear factor used to watch that joe rogan took down carlos mencia for stealing jokes uh he's super raw uh and joe rogan also you've never seen him at ufc he's super into ufc i was gonna say is he a ufc fighter or is he a or is he a ufc news reporter he he no he's like he's big time bro he's uh i think he's he owns a lot of it, and he promotes them and hosts and stuff like that. Like, he's he's in it, like, yeah. and he's in it. Been in it for a while. He's been a big promoter of of natural stuff. He's Joe Rogan's really big into psychedelic drugs or the promotion of those, and um, just he's a no nonsense guy. He's a little, you know, he's definitely a conspiracy theorist, uh, but he's a cool dude. All righty, ought to check him out. Yeah. So Joe Rogan is, uh, I heard him today, and uh, actually, happenstance, I heard him today, I saw a video, and it's, he was just talking about the fact that uh, Trump, like you, or not Trump, he was, well yeah, but he was talking about the fact that the children getting separated by their families, right? Right. And, and how that was a choice, and he's like, we don't need to do that, right? So... 
obviously it's it's super uh, it's, you never want to see a, a child separated from their from their parents uh, all a lot of these choices just seem odd to me right they just seem like they're they're knee-jerk reactions against a lot of our policy has been for the United States, like what meaning the administration is turning their back on a lot of the Obama policies and, and whatnot. And, you know, I don't, it's not good that what Trump inherited, it's, it's a hard situation, but you know, what do you think's in his mindset, man? You know, he's, he's got a lot of choice that he's, he probably thinks he's doing well. What's it? What do you think his mindset is? Like, um, I don't really get it. I think he is, I think he's absolutely, uh, I think he's acting in absolute fear of something happening under his watch. And with that, he's taking extreme stances too. And I mean, I mean, granted, I'm certainly blanketing. Some people don't think it's extreme. In my, in my, from my perspective, they are beyond extreme. Um, right. But the, I think... He's terrified of something happening under his watch, whether it's a terrorist attack or the economy tanking, this and that. Like, you know, why does he pound the table on tax cuts, how great the economy's doing, how great the stock market's been doing since he joined, uh, since he became president? And, and, well, let's, let's be the, clear that the stock market has been doing well or has had eight consecutive years of growth, right? Since the, since the recession. Oh, yeah. The, the um, I mean, granted, yeah, we're in a we're in a very big like bull market. The, um, but what what I really mean is is he's taking he he came on and he wants to attach his names to all the his name to all the positives, and right. so when he when he's like doing things like, um, when he starts like closing down borders and things like we're gonna build a wall. And things like that. He's going so pro-America that it just... I mean, it's its hard to just, like, put into, like, just a simple... He wants to protect his name. Um, but he... It's so short-term, though, don't you think? He, He's thinking so short-term. Yeah, yeah. You'd think so, right? The... the I mean, honestly, I'm always... I, I get consistently surprised by the shit that I see and in all the news that I read every day and it just I mean from the immigration to to the discussions with allies uh, it's just some of the shit that you read is just absolutely horrifying like um, why are we getting in a fight with Canada Canada you know like what the hell Canada is our we have one of the best allies you could ever have in Canada, and we're we're in a trade war with Canada. The, it's it's a lot. The it it, it is a uh, it's a lot to process, and there's a lot of moving pieces. The the it'll be interesting interesting to see if any of this can even get absolved. I know that I know that it takes time for a lot of these things to actually be actually be implemented, but. I don't know. He tr- Trump is continuing to follow with the idea. Oh, we're pro. This is pro America, um, and in that sense, he's right. He's not hurting small companies, but like the the, the tiny domestic companies in the United States. But that's about it. Like, 
other yeah. uh, other co- like this th- th- everything's he does everything that he does fundamentally changes both culturally um diplomatically and economically the state of affairs of both the United States and the world and and I'm to be frank like I'm I'm I get more horrified by the humanitarian stuff more than anything the it's just scary I mean it's how you know we don't we we spilled so much blood and treasure to protect Europe, right? From and and we created NATO to protect ourselves from Russia, and now it's not good enough. They, we have the strongest security and alliance system in the world in world history, and we're gonna go over there and screw it up and trade it for Russia, really. The twenty fourth largest economy in the world. Like, you're out of your mind. He probably he he did supposedly sign along with all the NATO leaders a some sort of not a bill but some sort of notice that chastised Russia. Yeah, he he signed an he signed the same agreement that every single U.S. president has done since the United States created NATO, right? Like. You don't. I, I don't think that you should get high regard, high marks for doing something you should have done. Like, mm. I, I, it's, and I don't mean that like in the restaurant industry. I just mean, yeah. Oh, oh, good job, good job that you you pledged with the other NATO countries to work together. And uh, the only time the NATO Article Five, which is if you attack one, you get attack all, was ever enacted, was by the United States after nine eleven. And all these NATO planes flew over our country, making sure our country was safe. And we're going to blast them for, quote-unquote, not paying enough? Get out of here. It's it's ridiculous. Mm. It drives me nuts. The, so. The, you know, what, what, what has been interesting, despite all the, all the political stuff that has been going on, the... How love have all of, like the nations have come together for, you know we can't you can't let this slip by the World Cup. The World Cup, baby. In Russia, and my God, did Ru- Russia make a run? The Russians made it to all the way to the quarterfinals. Uh, they probably no one, juiced the balls, bro. No one saw that was gonna happen. They probably did. They um, definitely did. The, Russia losing gave me hope that. Even FIFA's corruption can only extend so far. You know? It's, it's just I like... I mean, FIFA's kind of the most corrupt thing in the world, bro. So, you gotta out-corrupt FIFA. It's really hard. Even for Russia. Yeah, well, they tried. They just failed. So, thankfully enough, we got that. Um, I was really... I mean, did, did you, you got to watch the Croatia-England game? Um, for the most part, I know that England blew it in like the hundred, hundred eleventh or twelfth minute. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, what a game, bro! What oh. a game. I, I mean, we hear at work, we hear oohs and ahs from the bar downstairs on the street. <laughs> Every single reaction, um, and it is the funniest shit because people are going crazy when people miss, and they go even crazier when goals are actually scored. It sounds like mass hysteria on the streets. Oh, it is hilarious. It, it, it was ridiculous. Did you see the parties that Croatia had when they won each game? I mean, they were letting fires. Amazing. Oh, I mean, this is their first final World Cup final ever. 
So it's going to be Croatia, is it Croatia, France, or Croatia? Croatia, France. Oh, how crazy is that? It's going to be Who insane. Do Who do you want? Um, I'd want Croatia because um, Croatia's never won one. France has won a shit ton of them. Um, and there's no slight to the French national team. The French national team is actually freaking sick. Um, <laughs> they're really freaking good. And their players are awesome. I actually just... Now, Croatia is the inherent underdog, and now i got to pull for Croatia. Do What's I, the game? Do What's I think the game? 10 a.m. on Sunday. Whew, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a crazy oh game. Oh, my God. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I'm definitely going to go um, Team Croatia. Definitely Team Croatia. Uh, France, still not over the uh, the French fry thing, you know? It's yeah. freedom fry. It's freedom fry. Yeah, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. So my question is, Thomas, when you're sitting there, you know, sit with your with your colleagues, and you're hearing the oohs and ahs, and the game's going on, and the entire building's shaking from all the English people yelling at the bar beneath you, and your coworkers looking around like I cannot get any work done, and they look at you, Thomas, and they're like, Hey, Thomas, what's happening? For, I like to go on the record saying this actually happened. Um, <laughs> coworker gets really pissed off he's like dude i can't stand this shit anymore and i'm just like it was freaking hilarious um so <laughs> what i said to him was uh do you want to know why soccer players throw their hands on their heads um because you see it in every single world cup um and soccer game in general um the new york times po- wrote an article about why do soccer players always throw their hands up in the air, put their hands on their heads? Um, <laughs> slide, why do they slide on their knees and all that shit? And yeah. they actually talked to a bunch of psychologists and they discovered why. And they analyzed it doesn't matter what country you're from, what fan you're a part, what fan you're a team of, things like that. It's usually, some of it's out of like disbelief. So when you put your hands on your head, it's almost like a type of shaming, yet also really? protection. Like, you know, it's a defensive mechanism because your automatic reaction is when you feel a threat to bring your hands up to your head to protect yourself. But right. it also, when you're covering your face, it's a sign of shame. When you're using your jersey to do it, you're hiding your shame. But it also is signifying like, guys, I understand. That was my fault, and I get it. It's It was like a very... It was like very psychologically driven. It was very interesting, and and, a, and what you would deem as just a very, uh, just like normal reaction. Throw your hands up in the air and put them on your head. When people right. when people are looking up to the air, it's usually out of complete disbelief because they're shocked and astonished that that just happened, and they can't believe it. And uh, I that's an awesome that's an awesome uh, study they did. It's freaking aw- It's a really cool article. I recommend everyone go check it out. The New York Times did it. It was great. Oh, I'll send you, uh, send me the article. I want to read it. Yeah, you got it. But, uh, so, so Jay, when um, when uh, the American flag is being fo- flown on on the boats of the on the waters of Narragansett, and you guys are kicking the kegs, throwing them into the bay, and then getting the kegerator, and then opening another keg of Narragansett, and then you said, "Bro, this beer's warm," and you say, "Bro." Why isn't it cold? Because you could have put it in the freezer. And you're like, I don't know, bro. What's happening? <laughs> I I don't know why we're throwing the kegs into the ocean, but I liked it. It, <laughs> it, 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 felt, it felt right, you know? But 
So let's let's just for for history's sake, let's let's compliment the world on getting these freaking Thai kids out of that damn cave. Oh right? my god! After, after two weeks, they got those freaking kids. Uh, they got these freaking kids out of the cave. Did you see how deep that cave was? Shit was crazy, man. That was the most gnarly thing I've ever seen in my life. I, I, like a week and a half in, I'm like, hey, how long have these kids been in the cave for? Two weeks? Two weeks? What? You know, I mean, I know that didn't make any sense, but you know what I'm talking about. They must have ran their fucking asses off if they got that deep inside the cave just because of rain. I significantly don't understand how an entire soccer team legitimately got, you know, lost in there. And, and kudos to them all. R.I.P. to that SEAL, who like that Navy SEAL yep. that died. I mean, he seemed like uh, he seemed like he was a, a really great man. He came out of retirement, so R.I.P. to him and his family for for that pain. But man, I mean, it was a it was another shining achievement of how the world can work together um, and really get you know save lives. It it was extraordinary to see and. Did you see that the coach was like, he was super ill at the end because he got out last? I, I did not, but you know what? Like, it doesn't surprise me. I know the coach and one of the boys were one of the last ones. I also knew that the coach was like a, uh, uh, in, in the past was a, like, some sort of monk. And yeah, yeah he, was, he was a former monk, dude. He, like, taught them, like, how to meditate a little bit, preserve energy when they were in the cave. It's just pretty, it was, it's a pretty fucking cool story. Thank Very God they cool got story. everyone out. I mean, you know, good job to the kids for, you know, staying calm. Now now they have to, you know, work together and, you know, just uh, be, be, have a bond and don't let it don't let it eat at them too much, you know? Like, it's, it's yeah. going to definitely, definitely going to be some, maybe a little PTSD, you know what I mean? So, Hopefully nothing too permanent. The um, They were invited to the uh, World Cup final. They were invited? Yeah. I I sit in a cave for two weeks to go to the World Cup. Yeah, I would too. Are you kidding me? Fuck. Oh my! I like the World Cup final. Yeah, the final. I don't. Is it too soon to say I sit in a cave for two weeks to go to the World Cup? You don't have enough I mean, time. You'd only been be in there for maybe three or four days. You're screwed, bro. It's true. No one it's would true. give a shit about you. Oh. It's crazy. Like it's, dude, it's crazy that uh, it's crazy that a lot of the kids didn't know how to swim. And they had to swim out of there. I mean, amazing, uh, amazing. Yeah, none of so, them knew how to scuba dive. Crazy. Yeah, it's incredible. So as long as we don't get, I mean, I know we, we were stuck in a in a cave in uh, in Nairobi during our during our two month uh, excursion to find Nessie, but uh, yeah. you know, it was what it was. But fell crew, we are back. We are in business. We have two locations now. We're expanding, baby. The pod, a podcast, it's back, number 15. Worldwide, wide, wide. Worldwide, wide, 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 wide. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? <laughs> Let's go make a four. Yeah. <laughs> Velociraptors. <laughs> I always wanted to be a T-Rex. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, from all of us here at the pod, uh, and live from Hoboken, New Jersey, and Narragansett, Rhode Island, uh, this is your co-host, J.G. Wedgemont. And I am Thomas DeFazio, and uh, we are signing off with 
season two, episode one, overall episode number 15. And we'll boom, shaka-laka-laka-boom, shaka-laka-laka-boom, shaka-laka-laka, season two, waka-waka. And we'll see you soon. Hey, see you later. Deuces. Later. Hey, knock one more. Can we go thrift shopping? What, 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 So damn frosty, the people like, damn, that's a cold ass honky. Rolling in hella deep, headed to the mezzanine. Dressed in all pink, set my gator shoes, those are green. Draped in a leopard mink, girl standing next to me. Probably should have washed this, smells like R. Kelly sheets. But shit, it was 99 cents. I get copping it, washing it. About to go and get some compliments. Passing up on those moccasins. Someone else has been walking in. Bummy and grungy fucking men. I am stunting and flossing and saving my money. And I'm hella happy that's a bargain, bitch. I'ma take your grandpa style. I'ma take your grandpa style. No, for real. Ask your grandpa, can I have his hand me down? The Lord jumpsuit and some house slippers. Dookie Brown leather jacket that I found. Dig it. They had a broken keyboard. I bought a broken keyboard. I bought a ski blanket. Then I bought a kneeboard. Hello, hello, my ace man, my mellow. John I ain't got nothing on my fringe game, hell no I could take some pro wings, make them cool, sell those So sneak ahead to be like, ah, uh, he got the Velcro I'm gonna pop some tags, only got $20 in my pocket I'm, I'm, I'm hunting, looking for a come up, this is fucking awesome Ow. I'm gonna pop some tags, only got $20 in my pocket I'm, I'm, I'm hunting, looking for a come up Awesome. What she know about rocking the wolf on your noggin? What she knowin' about wearing a fur fox skin? I'm digging, I'm digging, I'm searching right through that luggage. One man's trash, that's another man's come up. Thank your granddad for donating that plaid button up shirt. Cause right now I'm up in her stunt. I'm at the goodwill, you can find me in the I'm not, I'm not stuck on searching in the section. Your grandma, your auntie, your mama, your mammy. I'll take those flannel zebra jammies secondhand. I rock that motherfucker. The built-in onesie with the socks on that motherfucker. I hit the party and they stop in that motherfucker. They be like, oh, that Gucci, that's hella tight. I'm like, yo, that's $50 for a t-shirt. Limited edition, let's do some simple edition. $50 for a t-shirt, that's just some ignorant bitch. I call that getting swindled and pimped. I call that getting tricked by business. That shirt's hella dope. And having the same one as six other people in this club is a hella don't eat gang. Come take a look through my telescope. Tryna get girls from a brand, man, you hella won't. Man, you hella won't. Big ass from that thrift shop down the Let's road. Go, go. I'm gonna pop some tags. Only 
Is that your grandma's coat? <laughs>